0: Welcome to NFP, the Non Fungible Podcast with your host, Decline. Hey, this is NFP, the Non Fungible Podcast with me, Decline. Today's episode is brought to you by the Koi Network. Koi makes minting NFTs super easy and inexpensive. Just drag and drop your file using their NFT wallet, Finny and Koi takes care of the rest. Minting costs as little as one cent, so you can create as many NFTs as you want. And when they're viewed by other people, you even earn Koi tokens that you can use to fund your next series. Check it out at koii.network. Dream Crazy Jits Welcome to NFP. We've got the whole gang here. I, mean, I tell you, I don't know if I can even keep track of all the names. Um, maybe you can all introduce yourselves a second for the listeners. That would be awesome. Would you do that a second? Maybe we can start with John. Top left corner on my screen. <laughs> hey, uh,
1: my name's John Manulis. Uh, I, I come out of L.A., California. I've mostly been a film producer and executive and uh, writer most of my career, but I spent a lot of time in social media the last 10 years and found these guys Uh, fighting their fight about seven months ago and decided to jump into the game. Awesome.
0: Maybe I can hear from uh, Seven next, Seven J.
2: As a JIT, I was forced to dream crazy. It's me, man, Seven J, you know, um, original founder of the EVAC movement. And the EVAC movement is where the Dream Crazy JITs was birthed out of as we go into the metaverse and we get ready to make using the blockchain to break change. You know what I'm saying? The way that we say it is from the block to the blockchain. That's how we're doing. It. We're coming straight from the hood, directly into the metaverse with positive representation and positive messaging about our environment and our background. So we're ready to shake things up.
0: Awesome. Uh, how about uh, nolan Pick? You want to join in next there? What's up, what's up?
3: It's, it's Nick or nolan Pick or other known as Nick the Philosopher. You know co-founder uh-huh. of Evac, you know, bringing the change for us. I believe, man. Everybody wants to change, but who really gonna do it when it's time to do something? You know. So this our time to bring Black Lives to the Metaverse. I'm proud to be one, like one of the first ever. It's just like it's a wild adventure, and I'm going from past the the block to a whole new light. So, I'm up. this is amazing. You know, so.
0: That's awesome. Uh, Jay, you want to wrap things up with the introductions?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Most definitely. I I think I'm one of the old dudes in the crew or whatever. So yeah, I started with, uh, you know, like with this, (laughs) I started with this, I started with this journey with Evac. um, you know, like probably back in like 2015, 16, something like that started in the classroom. And, uh, I just came in as a mentor, um, coming to serve kids, not knowing this journey would take us all over the place from the white house to Harvard to Morehouse to, uh, you know, to Ted talks and, now we're here like messing with NFTs or whatever, bro. And just so excited to be in this space and just this emerging marketplace. And um, you know, we want to educate, we want to be in it, put our own product in it, you know, asset in it or whatever, but we also want to like use it to educate and inspire, man. So this whole, you know, we're intoxicated with this idea of just telling youth around the world to dream crazy or whatever and stuff, you know, used to dream feel crazy. insane to make a statement like that, but with, with, with NFTs and the metaverse, you can talk to the whole world for real, man. So, um, so I serve on the team. as just a mentor, you know, collaborator in this whole thing and uh, happy to be here.
0: Amazing. You know, it's interesting because I'm a teacher, I, I teach in the junior high and I remember it was about, nice. I feel like, I feel like it was about eight, seven, seven or eight years ago. We did reframe that way of thinking around the phrasing of at risk. And instead thinking of it as as you know, these people, these are kids that have hope, they're at hope. And that right. different reframing. And it seems like so much of what you're talking about is just a reframing of the way that we've just kind of assumed that things have been and just kind of thinking of it in a more positive light.
2: Yeah, yeah. for sure. Well, especially especially when you have when you have the the framework that's already placed upon the kids that are in these environments. You don't want to in- reinforce the school to prison pipeline by reinforcing the mm. negative negative stereotypes that's already in their head. Like you know, you're at when you use the term "at risk," um, is the word that stands out the most. Is risk, not at. Sure. So I'm a risk. I'm a risk. Like I'm, I'm a threat. I'm a risk. Yep. I'm ominous. You know, these those words begin to create create your reality. You associate
0: it with danger, right?
2: Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah.
0: Now, is the evac movement is that is that at Hope expression is that attributed to the evac movement or was it prior to that movement? I don't. I'm not even sure, honestly.
4: Yeah. So, like, so it, for us, it was birthed literally during the middle of this work or whatever. Like, one of our students in the middle of an interview is getting interviewed by a news reporter, and the mm-hmm. reporter kept saying "at risk," "at risk," and he stopped her and he was like, "Nah, we're, we're at Hope." And, uh, and, and that just became one of our things. Like we just were like, after that, we were always like, no, we're at hope. And I think seven hit it real good. It's like at risk, it's a danger at hope. It means you're, you're posturing yourself to actually come along something. And for me and seven, particularly in the group, we were, we were mentors. So that's exactly what we we're doing. And, and we saw a vital, the position of people, just regular people from the community, man, stepping in and going like, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to do something. I'm going to show up. I'm going to, buy pizzas and, you know, come help the kids, tutor them, anything, man, like, you know, so at Hope, you know, it it, it stirs something else in the soul, man, you know? Yeah, for
1: sure, yeah. In childhood, everything is possible, right? I mean, what, sure. what, there's a, and there's, there isn't really racism in childhood, there isn't really, you know, all the stuff that we come, and then there's a point where we get crushed, where just yeah. uh, the world steps on us, and it and these kids just it they you know they get labeled and they get that becomes their identity it becomes their future and i think it's really amazing that these guys had the the uh, the insight uh, to step up and claim that turf and make it a positive you know turn turn the liability into an asset and and turn it around and own it
0: I find it interesting, the concept of like kind of seizing that labeling, but taking advantage of that. Right. So you take something like the hoodies that say, I am not a gang member. Right. And you're really, you know, you're harnessing the power of a label, but switching it into something positive. Well,
2: you know, the inception of that was one of our students, his brother was murdered. Mm. And while he was still in school and he told his story, that's kind of like where the EVAC movement is, like the students share their story in front of their friends and their friends kind of like react to it if they can relate and they write them notes and encourage them and so it became a very therapeutic time for us and so he was sharing that about his brother being murdered He said, when the police came to the door the first question they asked wasn't how's the family how you guys holding up they didn't say hey we're so sorry this happened anything their first question their first um, utterance was so was your brother in a gang was he a gang member mm-hmm. and the the heartlessness the callousness that it would take for you to, to articulate that to a, a grieving family just shows the dehumanization of people with skin like mine people with skin like his by our, our lives aren't worth anything we're just either gang members or thugs or You know, and so the I am not a gang member is um, a a powerful statement because it comes across and lets people know, hey, just because you see me with goals in my mouth, just because you see me with dreads or because you see me uh, with tattoos, anything like that that doesn't say anything about who I am inside or or how I express myself. And so um, those are definitely head-turning hoodies. And sweatshirts. If you go around Jacksonville, everybody wears them. The celebrities in Jacksonville wear them, like, Is that right? hometowns. Like, yeah, Spot'em Got'em has them in his video. We got pictures <laughs> with Kevin Gates with the hoodie. You know, um, Cory Booker has one of the hoodies, like, holding it up. And so, like, it's just made its way around our community. Um, and, and we sell them out like hotcakes, man. People really want them.
3: <laughs> I can tell you how, how powerful them are. Some hoodies is it's like kids a lot to wear them when they're walking down the street because police don't even mess with them when you have it on like it's kind of like a uh, it's like a barrier like when kids say hey can I get more of these because the police don't even look at me but the day before like my brother was getting messed with by the police but like he put it on and they didn't want to for some reason they didn't want to deal with him and then there's other kids who were saying it so it's like it had to become our protection to our own streets. You know, it's that powerful over wow. just like a uh, period. So,
0: huh, amazing. I was looking at, um, there's an introductory video you have of a TEDx talk of Amy Donofrio. Is that the correct pronunciation of her name?
2: Donna Frio, yeah.
0: Donna Frio. Now, were any of you actually in her class then? I mean, I, I believe you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can
2: you talk about
3: so Nick, those Nick early the days of her. this experience? At first, the at first experience was like, it was a bunch of kids from different places, and mm-hmm. how we grow up, it's kind of like territorial. It's kind of, you know, like, you can't really trust them, but then it's like, when we start interacting, and then telling these stories, it became like, hold on, we're dealing with the same type of problems. we from different mm-hmm. places, but we're really dealing with the same type of things, so it's kind of like, dang. Like, it was like an eye-opener at a very young age of, like, Hold on, he dealing with the same. It, it's in a different way, but it's also it's it feel like the same pain. Like so, you think we all thinking the same thing? How do you come out of it? So why not work together to get out? Well, what Miss Donna Friel used to call it, the cave. You know, right? Out the cave. Don't don't stay in the cave. Do something. You know what I'm saying? And put your mind to it. Like whatever you dream of, put your mind to it. And,
2: uh you know you know what's so trippy you know what's so trippy about that though like so the the cave is based off of plato's allegory of the cave right where there' are these people in the cave and they can't see the light they're facing the wall and jay Jay's super artistic like extremely extremely artistic Jay was like hey man we when you flip cave around you get evac. And so, like as you turn around in the cave, you're evacuing, evacuating the cave. And so, that's the evac movement is evacuating um, children from the cave of hopelessness to like this this future with where the possibilities are endless, where you can dream literally anything. And so, to the metaverse, to the metaverse. Which, to the metaver- <laughs> well, like it started first on the whiteboard. Yeah, yeah. Like in in with the evac movement, we told the kids like if you could get out of the cave. What is the craziest thing that you want to happen? And we we came up with what's called a dream crazy list. And the kids were like, right. And Miss Donna Frio, she's such a, a passionate thinker and such a passionate teacher. She was telling the kids like, yes, that's possible. So kids were like, hey, I want to meet President Barack Obama. She's like, great, let's write it down. We'll meet Obama. Hey, I want to go <laughs> right. to the White House. Like, yep, we're gonna write that down. We're gonna go to the White House. I'm like, uh, hold on, hold on. And I'm like, don't like that. <laughs> Don't overpromise and underdeliver. Let's say, let's say, hey, we're all going to do. You know, we're all going to get lunch today. Like, let's, let's pull it. And it's just like, no, seven. That's not a crazy dream. It has to be crazy. Like, write down your craziest thing that you think that we could do. I want to be able to get on the airplane. I've never been on the airplane before. All right, we're gonna write it down. And when I tell you, we literally hit. I would say, if I was doing a number, I'd probably say about eighty. of our dream crazy list. We met President Barack Obama while he was still president of the United States. We got to go to the White House. We presented at Harvard. We got on planes. Some students were the first time in their lives. Got on a plane, flew to Harvard, presented. One of our students presented at Harvard in a ski mask with his gold teeth in. And the Harvard Review Board was like, "Oh my God, this is the most phenomenal thing ever!" <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> wow, it really worked. And so, in back in back in Jacksonville, and, and it's really popular around Florida. We we use the term "jit" to call somebody who's young, right? So they'll be like, "Hey, seven, you over there with your jits?" And this means my kids, like my the, my students, who I work with. Um, and and so now we have translated our dream, crazy list, and idea. From out of the real world, we conquered it in the real world. Now we're doing it in the metaverse, and it's with with Nick, who dreamed crazy that he would hey one day be a Harvard youth advisor. He's that now, published Harvard author. He's that, and so you in real life was a jit that dreamed crazy. Now we're making it an NFT where you are, you can collect these dream crazy jits, and now we have another. Dream crazy list, but now it exists in the metaverse. And so we're really excited about seeing that come to life and kind of fruition just the way the first one did.
0: Wow, that's awesome. So it's a dream crazy roadmap now. So I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Here you are in a classroom coming up with these crazy dreams, and they materialize within a pretty short amount of time. Mm -hmm. How in the world did you go from those being, you know, these crazy dreams to actually manifesting these things? What happened in between there?
4: I mean, there's a whole lot of steps to happen in between that, and just to give you um, a picture of like kind of the process and how everything started. One of the first conversations we had that was was big was Miss Donna Frio bought in the uh, well, not law enforcement, so they're U.S. attorneys to speak to the class. Right, horrible idea. She would tell you if she was here. <laughs> she's like, that was a bad, bad move. But it it right. it it did something. And like you know, at that time, I was mentoring a lot of kids were from different neighborhoods. I couldn't even get them to talk. I don't care how cool I was trying to be or whatever. They would not mess with me, right? Like, And I wasn't there for that class. And when I came back after they had that meeting with the U.S. attorneys, I could tell they were visibly crushed. And it was the first time I really saw that. And um, and I asked him, I said, hey, well, what, what happened? And I remember one of the kids saying, he said, uh, man, I was telling them that, like, you know, I know I'm not supposed to carry guns, but I'm really afraid in my neighborhood. And I just feel it's the only way to protect myself. And he said, the officer told him, well, you should move. And, you know, he said, you know, he was just disappointed. He's like, man, I'm 14. Like we don't talk to law enforcement and we're talking and we expected some answers and they felt ran over in the conversation. We took advantage of that to turn it into a teaching moment because I was like, man, it was really great that y'all were you're angry, but y'all were really respectful. Like, and you didn't, you know, I I said, but I think your voice got crushed. So it turned into an exercise of like, how do we have a conversation with power and how do we get our point across? So we turned into an exercise and invited them back. And this is where the power like really came. When they heard their voices, when they went and started contending with the US attorney, I mean, they, number one, they, 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 steamrolled the whole room like the youth did with their opinions and the way they thought things should be handled and the changes they thought should be made. And I remember making a statement like, hey, I would vote for all of y'all to run the city. And so now they're like taking their voice off the block and they're like hearing it being used. I'm like, your opinions matter, like, and from there, I mean, it escalated. Next thing you know, the US attorney, he brings us to a federal judge, um, you know, that was put in place by, you know, Barack Obama's office. And mm-hmm. we just start getting emboldened with this dream crazy list. I mean, when we met with Obama, Amy literally spoke to somebody at the White House and they are like, you know, you have literally <laughs> a 1% chance that could ever happen. And she's like, well, do something with the 1%. Who, 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 who's in control of the one percent? So it was this, I mean, relentless push at stuff, you know, to make things happen. She just was like, if the kid like, if they are gonna dream it, she's like, we're going to go to freaking war to make it happen and i mean we wouldn't have money for flights we'd be booked to go fly to harvard and we're like how the heck are we going to afford this we're knocking on doors to law firms and they'll cut a check you know literally a day before and we're buying flights so a lot of relentless pursuit man just being ambitious and uh not taking no for an answer man and like youth man they bro youth you for gangsters bro they got the power dog like when they talk when they point and say we're going here and you got a crew of young cats like that are just about it man you can you could shake the whole world up bro like they they uh they 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 got it man so we just really we just got beside them and supported they pointed we're like all right we're gonna help you fight this is the way we can serve you know so
1: but jay's storytelling was so much a part of it right i mean mm. st- I mean, storytelling was what somebody oh, yeah. says what brought people together and what got them out of their shells and what got them to sort of realize that they shared this. But storytelling is also what I mean, telling the truth, sharing their lives, sharing their experiences was what woke these people up and got yeah. them to say, you know, other people need to hear it. right. And that's what moved you up the chain every time. I think, yeah. right? But, that's, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah,
4: it was the glue for the room too. Because also, uh, D, you had like a, I mean, they just frankly managed from different neighborhoods, different, different crews. So there was all that strife and tension. But when they started telling stories in the room, that made the initial bonding that we needed to even have some kind of vision or togetherness to even kind of even dream together. And, you know, once they heard each other's stories, they're like, man, you know, I lost my brother too to the violence or like, man, my, you know, we, I lost my parents as well. And man, that just really brought us together. And then those stories, no matter what room we put it in, they're powerful. They were just being vulnerable, transparent, man. And 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 uh, and it, it just knocked down you know, walls of hostility in rooms and gave them you know, a seat at uh, tables, man, like to really, really talking into things. And they have, man, they're just brilliant. They have better ideas than us adults or whatever, man. This is what it is, you know?
3: Yeah. I wouldn't say that. I was just say they was thinking on a whole different level than I thought it was like mm. you see it from a different angle as a child than an adult you really see it plus like adult has experience we just getting in the world but we seeing this that adults don't pay attention to no more like i see yep. it you don't mm-hmm. pay attention to it no more <laughs> like well other things happen but i'm like this is happening <laughs> so this that's how you think yeah. about it
0: you well in some ways it. a young person, maybe you're not held up by logistics like an adult yeah, would be yeah, an like adult, thinking of adult. All the things that uh-huh. can stop it from happening. Whereas right. the young person's going, you know, but there's all these things I want to do and I'm gonna try to make them happen. There's more right. of an optimism there, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, yeah. T- we tend to lose that as we get older, right?
4: So absolutely.
2: Yeah. yeah. I wanted yeah. I wanted to be a ninja turtle because uh, my teacher told me my teacher told me I could be anything <laughs> I wanted to be. And I and I literally took that literally like I can be anything. It's so like, yeah, a doctor, an astronaut. No, screw that. I want to be Michelangelo's best friend. Like, so I need to find some slime. I need to mutate. I, w- I will literally go live in the stores in New York if I can chill with Splinter and Donatello. Now. And then it went from that to wanting to be a Power Ranger. Like I, these things were real to me. Like, I thought that they were like really real. And like John was saying earlier, like there's some point where that's crushed. Where at some point, where this 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 thought of like I can be anything, I can do anything, and when I tell you it was bad, Darren, I, I would literally be like on my knees, looking inside of like manholes, hoping to see one of the Ninja Turtles skate by <laughs> on their skateboard. Because in my mind, they lived in the sewers; like they were there, it was a real thing. But I lost that when I got older and realized, oh some guy drew them, and they're not really real. Like, some guy just (laughs) made them up. (laughs) Like, but with kids, there is a part of the brain that should always be constantly dreaming. It should always be something that pushes the boundaries because technically, I could have been an turtle if somebody would have gotten me into animatronics. And like, with Jim Henson, I could have been inside of the, I could have been inside of the suit, like, actually doing those things. And it's like, that's what I want to tap into with this project. Like I want to tell kids, I don't care. I want to be a Power Ranger. In my mind, yeah, I wanted to be a Power Ranger in the sense of um, I want to go fight Lord Zedd and Rita and the Putty Patrol. But there was a real way that that could have happened for me to be in martial arts classes. To You know what I mean? And so that's the part of like to every dream, there's realism.
1: Mm-hmm. Nick, what your your really-
3: Nick, what was your dream? Nick, what was your dream? My dream. Well, I I used to I used to play with Hot Wheels and all that and stuff. And my mm. I had cousins who used to ride motorcycles and they'd come by and hit a cat wheel and stuff. So I always wanted to be a race car driver. I just uh-huh. I just wanted something to move fast, like just in love with speed. As a, like, I know all the cars, know all the Hot Wheels coming out, and it'd be like over time you do that, then like, you'll be driving, but then the people tell you something about this school, or you can't get to this school unless you come from this and that, and then they would be like, no, you can't get there. Don't let them tell you that, but then you hear people say, well, people from where we come from don't do that. And you'd be like, dang, like, imagine the children hearing that they, 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 they get crushed mm-hmm. by the way to the world. No, you need to, if you believe it, you can do it, you know what I'm saying? Like, Dreams like that get dropped out of kids, especially ones that survival. Uh, you got to yep. depend on survival instead of dreaming. You got to be realistic instead of let your imaginary imagination flow freely. And you know, like who protects that? Who protects the child side of people who don't get protected like that? Or have mm-hmm. affectionate people behind them like that? Like who really gonna step up and tell that child, you know, you know hold on, that dream can be possible. Mm. And you know, like as kids, like where I come from, kids were surviving. They wouldn't, you couldn't <laughs> think about what regular kids, like, oh, you want to go play up the street? No, you got to think about how you're going to survive this block. You're going to survive, yeah. you got to survive the criticism. Then people want to aggravate you. Now you got to survive that. You got to deal with this. And then you, you, you're dealing with everything at once. You don't get time to dream. You got to move. Right. Mm. Amazing. Yeah.
1: yeah, so true.
3: I got to think about. What's up the block? If I'm gonna make it up the block to be a race car driver, you know, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. that.
0: Hey, in cooperation with the Coin Network, I am presenting Atomic Zombies by Decline. You can find these at atomiczombies.io. We've got 10,000 zombies that will eventually be available, each with their own set of random generative characteristics. You can watch your zombies' characteristics unlock emerge, and Evolve as they receive more attention online powered by the Koi Network and proof of real traffic. Check it out at atomiczombies.io. Totally. Anyway, let's talk about... Thank you, Nick let's talk about uh this whole nft adventure i mean this movement's been around like it's it's not a new movement the evac movement but the nft element of it that's a new phenomenon so i'm assuming the way this happened has something to do with your connection to black pearl i'm guessing anyone want to take up uh, an explanation of how yeah. you made this connection yeah.
4: yeah so um you know um you know some of the stuff with our story with evac has uh over the years it's been in the news, whether it's uh, people pushing against it for some reason, not wanting to see progress or not liking to see the faces of, you know, whether it was black black and brown, youth um, that were just really being platformed in our city. We, you know, but we, so many notable things kept happening. It was really, really big news. And, and it just was weird. We would find ourselves in combat about some of the things. Or we just hmm. simply had, you know, even like with the hoodie I have on, it's one of, um, it's a young man by the name of Reggie who was a part of EVAC and he was uh, killed by the, uh, he, was, he was shot by the police. Um, we made an appeal for, you know, camera footage because he had nothing to do with the case they are investigating and everything else. And the next thing you know. Um, they're like, no, both of our body cameras fell off or whatever. And so, mm-hmm. um, of course we made, a, we made an issue about that because we, number one, we love them. And his mom is missing at the dinner table and we have no explanation at all. And so anyway, there's certain things that would just make a lot of noise in our city like that. And I'm, I don't let me get off the rabbit trail, but John over in LA is just watching our story and what's going on. Miss Donna Frio's in the news, um, you know, going against you know uh, you know our local school system, and it's making national news um, over a mm-hmm. Black Lives Matter flag that the students put in the room, and they are looking to fire her because of that, and you know, and, and that kind of thing. And John calls with his support, then he keeps on calling, um, and and over time, you know, they became friends. And then Amy taps me and Seven one day, and the rest of the crew, and she's like, "Yo, let's take a trip." So we went over there with some of the evac youth and. And, uh, and, and, and we show up at John's house. We have no idea what to expect. And uh, John is like, bro, he's like, oh, I want these people to hear your story. And, um, and then he throws a party at his house and, and, and uh, John has a, a pretty impressive resume of friends or whatever and stuff, because he's a good dude, man. No, and it, man. Uh, you know, so we're there with execs from Nike, music industry execs, people in the aerospace industry, state attorney you know basketball team owners or whatever and stuff all of these people in this room and they're listening to our story um and then also randy from black pearl is there or whatever and they're like we we have to do something we have to help this keep moving forward and um and and we all kind of landed on this idea of an nft and that's where the conversation began or whatever i don't want to fill in too many details john or seven if y'all want to Tap on that, too, if I, I hit that correctly. But that's really where really going. You hit going. a
2: good overview. That's a good overview of it. Yeah. So yeah. basically, yeah.
0: you got introduced to this concept of using the NFTs as a way to kind of move this movement forward into a broader space kind of idea.
2: We didn't even know what an NFT was. Fair. A lot of people don't. I was like... <laughs> yeah.
0: There are people in are, this space who don't know what it is.
4: So <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
2: They were they were trying to explain. I remember we we went to breakfast um, on the beach in California. We had a big breakfast meeting, and um, Black Pearl Studios is trying to by like, explaining to us. So what would be great is to make this, you know, a utility um, because with the non fungible token, you know, it able to create assets and um, you can trade them on the resale the whitelist. And I'm just like, so. Chuck Cheese tokens, but we trade and then like Pokemon card. like, come on, run it back one more time. So Pikachu, so Pikachu is on the white list. I got it. Now let's go. It's like, no, you're not getting it at all. That's not what we're talking about. I'm like, all right, can y'all run that by me like five more times? You know? I don't know if you've ever seen The Office, but when Michael Scott tells uh, Dwight, he's like, okay, explain this to me like a five. Right? explain it to me again and if that was you know and, and randy's a great guy randy's like and that was and that was that's that's basically what it is and i was like okay if that's basic you got to go a little bit under more like, basic yeah, yeah. I, need, I need the most more rudimentary. Basic. i need hey, to explain most it like i'm free yeah.
1: <laughs> and five I'm months free. later here we are <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, and so when when we finally start getting the hang of it, I think the most beneficial thing to me was, um, I was having a conversation with with Randy and Randy was telling me, he said, Seven, you're not going to get these things off the treadmill. You're not going to understand it, standing off the treadmill and looking at the treadmill. You just got to hop on. Hop right. on and you'll, you'll learn as you're walking. And that's exactly how it works. I was like, okay, well, let me just create my wallet with God Cloud. I don't even know what this is. I just know I bet I lose these twelve words. <laughs> so, um, and so we all did it, and, and, and we bought into it. And it's been a, it's been a very like uh, meticulous process in deciding on the attributes and how we want the NFT to look, how authentic it is to the kids that we represent, that help inspire. Help create and develop the NFT, and so uh, we've we've been presented in the LA Art Show just a couple of weeks ago, maybe um, a on. month ago we were in the LA Art Show and at the NFT exhibit man we met some really cool people it was a it was just an like the experience in and of itself uh, was overwhelming in a good way to where we mm-hmm. got a chance to see people stop look at our project, ask a lot of questions about it, and then be excited about what the next step is because they have never seen anything that represents um, our youth, that represents Black youth in such a way that's so authentic to who and what we are, and it's a positive spin. It's not like, hey, I'm a drug dealer. Like, hey, I'm a, like, no, I'm not a gang member. I'm at Hope, and even on our background, you can see things like, Uh, Everything is a trap and we're not, we got at risk crossed out and at hope highlighted. Um, And so it's just a, it's, it's new. It's a breath of fresh air in the, not just the NFT space, but I feel like in the universe in general to have positive representation uh, for black people. But this, this is going to allow people from all races, ethnicities, colors, genders, whatever the case may be, to be able to support a marginalized group of people in a positive way
4: one of the things about um randy and john and everybody who kind of came to the table in the project also they had a very big interest in really mentoring us through the process and so right. um so, so they really slid up to do that like you know so where we were slow to learn or we're trying to catch you know kind of a hold of what this was they took it from a very you know they we, we, we had to remain teachable and they were very motivated to teach us and uh, and explain stuff to us because um, I think, you know, from their position, they knew that they were giving us something that we wanted to give to other youth as well. Um, so it's been a, a it's, you know, so of course, it's, it's a lot, you know, it's NFTs It's something very, very new, but it's been a really patient work as well. Um, something we've had mm-hmm. to been, be diligent with, but we want to educate with it. Like, that's a big part is to... Uh, is, is, is what we're able to just teach people with. And so they, they slid up to do that. You know, they really infected us with something that they thought were going to help us in this mission. So
0: mm-hmm. let's talk about the creative process, you know, in terms of putting these um, generative elements together. I'm assuming it's generative, right? Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's behind the uh, creation of all of these elements?
2: They're the artist named uh, JJ Man. Weinberg. Mm-hmm. JJ, he's. He's a beast, as you can see, like what he what he's done with us. Um he helped he helped develop uh, George Lopez's Chacha Lucha set
4: mm-hmm. as
2: well okay. as um, he has his own NFT project called Happy Little Hairdo's. Happy Little um, Hair we gotta Ross give him a shout that.
4: out. Go get
2: that. Yeah. So that's yeah. really cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, it's, it's really dope. And it's like hand-drawn, all of them, like and there's Bob Ross and all of these different. Um, mold, different insane. attributes, it's, it's insane. It's like the, the meticulousness, the detail that he, yeah. um, put to it is is it really speaks to the strength and the credibility of his work. Mm-hmm. And he brought that same level of expertise. He brought that same level of craftsmanship to doing our project as well. And so, a lot of people are like, oh my god, like that's really hot. Like you know, it's hard to get black people's hair. Like, because in the randomizer, there's nothing that's going to like just generate how black people's hair looks naturally. So if you can see Nick's hair, it's not like, there's nothing like that, then they're able to find it. But that's how people really look where we're from in our community, that's how people wear their hair. And so um, there's there's been like a, hey guys, is this it? I found it. And we're like, yeah, no, not that one. We gotta do it. Let's, let's find a little bit more. <laughs> Let's get a little bit more authentic to like what Black people here really, really look like. It has been a process, kind of like that, just a, a back and forth. And we're we're very, um, we're just very careful with what we're doing in, in the sense of not trying to um, misappropriate anyone or to like exploit any any certain skin tone over another or exploit a certain eye color over another thing like that so it's it's a lot of thought behind the nft how it looks and its appearance as well as the the jargon and the words that are written on the wall all of those are hand drawn by the youth as well so the youth are are drawing these things and there's and on this on this wall that's behind them they all have a message in and of themselves so it's not just randomized graffiti either it's very personal it's very um reflective of the stories and lives lived of the kids that the nfts represent
0: right on yeah. how many of these will there be and the, and after all the minting is done
2: and so that's that's a part of the process where we're still creating we're still mm-hmm. in the process of creating and nailing down exactly how many we want to we want to release after the after okay. the minting of it is done um i think that it just has to be a number that makes sense for the project and for our community, because we're coming to a community whereas in a large bulk of the students and families that we served not only don't have a clue what an NFT is, right. but don't have a clue about what, what in the world is Ethereum. What is, <laughs> you know, what is what is cryptocurrency. And so there's education that's simultaneously happening while we're in the process of minting as well that we're going to kind of let we're going to kind of let the numbers dictate the numbers, if that makes sense. But
1: we're yeah, yeah. we're teed right. up. We're teed up D for it is a generative collection. And, you know, we have probably 200, 200 attributes. Um, okay, to work with. So we're, we're definitely teed up to be able to roll to roll out based on what the what the, um, you know, the community that steps up. Um, and one of the things I thought was really interesting that just to highlight on what Seven was just saying is that, you know, the decision to go with an NFT in general was sort of strategic and has a couple pieces to it because, you know, in that room that they were talking about in LA, there was a lot of resources and a lot of people with a lot of resources and a lot of ideas. And, you know, one of the things you have to be careful of is not to drown, not to drown groups with, uh, you know, with ideas that are, you know, beyond capacity. Right. And so the idea the idea of the NFT was that not only could it be a sustainable a sustainable revenue source, but that it could also be an awareness, strong, a strong awareness campaign, a strong messaging campaign, and also that it could serve to bring the demographic of these youth and kids in general around the country into the NFT space and into the crypto space and engage them in it through what this is and educate them about it so that they were not left on the outside of this movement uh, in in the metaverse and so those three things kind of came together to say this is the piece we should hitch our wagon to and and roll with Um, and and that education piece is really critical so we kind of beta tested the education with the group itself and now the group is using the nft to educate you know the community that's bigger out there
0: okay yeah that makes sense Yeah, because, I mean, the whole thing is kind of a foreign idea to most people, really.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Almost everyone you talk to, it's wild. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, my students always joke about that. Anytime that I'm, you know, teaching something, they'll just put up, you know, Mr. Klein, what's an NFT? And they just, they're trying to derail the lesson, you know, and get me
1: to talk about NFTs for 10 minutes, you know, but. And we, (laughs) we we do have plenty of people who go like, you know, I, I love you. I want to support you. Can I just write you a check? I don't really want to buy an NFT. Right, I don't know right, what right. it is. I don't have a wallet. I don't know what that is. I can't do it. Can I just write you a check? Yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah, that, that makes sense. Yeah.
2: About, you know, i, I said, having, having an NFT is like going to the grocery store, buying all of your groceries, spending all your money on your groceries. They bag up your groceries and then when your receipt print, they take a picture of your receipt and hand you the picture. There you go. You got the NFT of your (laughs) grocery. Not exactly like that.
0: Look, I've got the receipt for all my food that I didn't enjoy. Yeah, right. -hmm. Can we talk roadmap about this dream crazy jits? Can we talk about the roadmap? You, I've I've looked at the percentages. You know, in terms of goals. You know, you say you're gonna take your mom's out to dinner. That's the first goal. Is that correct?
3: <laughs> yeah. So the yeah, reason, why, yeah. the reason, the reason why Neck. that
2: one is so big is in in our space. Even though this is an all male project, like all of our NFTs will be um, young black men. Um, the most marginalized person in in the entire country is the black woman, mm.
3: um,
2: and yet and still they are the pillar of our community, they are the backbone of our community. And none of the black men that you see representing the NFTs um, would be who they are or where they are without a strong woman in their lives. Um, Mm -hmm. Rather that's grandmother, mom, sister, cousin, aunt, Um, girlfriend, like wife, whatever the case may be, there there are these women that have been silent heroes in our stories. We get to kind of like swing into the spotlight and be Spider-Man. We get to kind of like be the Avenger who comes down out the sky and save the day. But, hey, when we're wounded in in war and we're wounded in these battles, there's somebody who nurses us back to health and, and we can able to go out there. Um, and so I'll tell anybody, like, not even 90%, 100% of my success is owed to my mom. And the way that she raised me, 100% of my success is owed to my aunt, my, my wife, my daughter. Um, they all, like, contribute to me being who I am. And so I think the first, that first metric along the roadmap is, hey, I want to take out my mom. I want to take my mom out to dinner because that's one of those things that growing up, it's not even... Fathomable. It's not feasible that I would be able to treat my mom to dinner when well, my mom has been the one that fights for the scraps and brings it home right. um, for us to eat. You know, Man. I remember one time, Darren, I would my mom came home from work and I had took red pieces of construction paper and torn it along the floor and it led to the bathtub and in the bathtub I had ran a bath that probably was like four hours earlier before mom got from work. So it's cold and I squirted this detergent in it. And so it was like, hey, mama, I ran your bath water for you. And I put rose petals down. Like, And she, she cried. She thought it was the sweetest thing in the world. She did not take right. a cold uh, dish bath. But, you know, she was very like, uh, she was very like, worn by that. And I felt like it was a, I felt like it was a really big deal um, for us to, because that's in us as kids. We want to honor our moms. We want to find a way to like tell her, thank you. Tupac said it best. they like, I finally understand for a woman, it ain't easy trying to raise a man and there's no way that I could pay you back. But my plan is to show you that I understand you are appreciated. And so the first stop on our roadmap is to honor the black women in our lives who have been instrumental in our success and who we are as people.
0: Wow, that's awesome. Uh, you had um, a whole bunch more on your roadmap. Do you want to talk about any? I mean, that was that was great, Seven. Um, but, yeah, it, seven, you know, you've got all kinds of great crazy dreams here in your list that are uh, on your website, dreamcrazyjits.com. Mm-hmm. And just kind of breezing through it, seeing all these kind of cool plans you have, you know, like, for example, uh, making donations to nonprofits who are doing work with the Ad Hope youth in communities, for example, is one of the things. Any ones you want to bring to attention to people that are listening?
1: I want you to talk about the curriculum because that's kind of the core of, you know, the core of where we think this should grow. Okay.
4: Yeah, I'll jump on it. Yeah. So, D, like, one of the things with this is um, we've been able to, you know, you know, when we kind of jump back and we're talking about the evac story and this dream crazy list and everything else, we've kind of been... I think what we've responded to and you'll you'll uh, you'll get this as a teacher or whatever, because you sit in a classroom with kids and you you see circumstances that are hard and kids, you know, like you're teaching them, but they got other things going on at home. Sure. We have just responded with hope where we didn't where we saw hopelessness. Um, We've tried to respond with love. We've you know, we've tried to resource kids when they needed resources or or extra push and. It created this amazing thing. It's what the youth wanted to do. Like one of the first questions, you know, we asked in the classroom, like, hey, like kids are getting killed. Like, you know, like y'all are telling stories that are just, just like, this should not be. You should be able to dream, right? Not figure out how to survive the next day. And um and and it and it led us to start doing these things that like just felt like naturally responding in love. And so, you know, when we show up places, people are like, this is amazing. Like, tell us your whole plan and everything you, how you did everything. And we're like, uh, we, we don't, but there wasn't like a plan. This wasn't on paper, so to speak. There was a dream crazy list, but we kind of, uh, you know, like naively were like, we're, we're going to jump off the cliff and figure it out while we're in the air on the way, on the way down or up one or the other. And so one of the things we really want to do is we really want to make a curriculum out of what we're doing. We want to help empower teachers on like, how do you mobilize the community, have community partnerships? I mean, you know, you look on here and you see where there's a, um, and and, and, and we're, we're still morphing our list, if I'm being honest with you, but like we say, purchase a screen printing machine so we can produce, like, I'm not a gang member hoodies. There's over mm-hmm. a thousand kids running around in our city, if not more, wearing these hoodies. But some of them, some of it wasn't just about retailing a hoodie. It was about people in the community coming in, paying for blank hoodies. Um, so Miss Donnafrio could have him in the classroom for when kids came in freezing cold, which was a normal thing. Out,
2: yeah. um, were
3: cold,
4: and, and you know, that's we look all, back yeah. at these stories and we go, man, that's great. But there was something that she did that needs to be grabbed and put in a process, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of our kids, he got in trouble. Um, he, you know, he made a bad decision, but he got charged as an adult. It's his first crime, nobody was hurt. They gave him 10 years in prison. It's a teenager. Right. Hmm. We went to the state attorney as a group, our whole entire class and spoke to the state attorney and advocated for him. And they pulled him back from being charged as an adult into the juvenile realm. And we're not going to char- put it on this record. Right. You know, when we told this to other state attorneys, they were like, how, that doesn't happen. how do you even build relationships to even be able to get in the room to have that conversation let alone roll, roll up in the room with 20 kids with you to, to fight for their friend. Um, Cause they're fighting for his future. They're fighting for him to have another opportunity to right his wrong. They're fighting for him to be able to get, um, you know, to, to get rehabilitated or, or, or deal with the issues that made them feel like, you know, in court, they don't ask your story, but this kid is, you know, was, you know, is dealing with some real financial situations at home and made a bad decision to answer them. And so, right we wanna be able to put this stuff in curriculum. And so it, what we will be doing on our roadmap is we will be adding more words to to make sure it grabs the heart of people so they understand like, yeah, it, it's cool when we say, hey, we wanna go get dinner with our mom, but like, no, you don't understand. Like, this is a dream of like, mom, how do I ever pay you? Like, you know, like we wanna take you to, you know, like we don't want the $10 steak. We're gonna get the roof Chris steak this time, mama. Like, that, that's what's in it. It's a redemptive thing that's very much embedded in our dream crazy list and, and our roadmap. It's, a, it's about helping other people. It's about, you know, making some of these dreams come true.
0: Yeah. Now I was thinking of that word, like restoration, like that's the goal of it, right? Ultimately.
4: Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. 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 Most definitely.
0: Right on. Any last words from y'all you want to share before we wrap things up? Okay, I got it. Go for
3: it, Nick. Everybody <laughs> looking like, oh, nah, no, but no, nah, go drop the ball.
4: You the philosopher, Nick. You already youth, know you Nick the
3: philosopher, the youth, bro. Black youth, any youth, when they tell you you can't do something, bump them. Do it. Go dream as crazy as you can and go as far as you can because you got one life. Let's live it to the most. And I ain't don't let nobody tell you if they say no, do it anyway. Okay, it's up the bad stuff. Don't do the bad stuff. Right
2: not the <laughs> <bad> stuff. <laughs> there, there you go. My, my hey. My hey hey D, can we
4: can I give a quick shout out real quick? The uh of course. Our yes. team real fast. Sure. So yeah, my bad stuff, I mean to jump in. I just want to make you sure good, we get everybody bro. or whatever, because you yeah, asked about cool. the artwork earlier. But of course, JJ Weinberg, Randy at Black Pearl, whole Black Pearl crew, um, Chuck Hopcraft or whatever is uh chuck has been you know he's just our tech guru so he's been doing this thing or whatever and, and making mm-hmm. us look like we know what we're doing out here or whatever god Clout, one of our mentors in this or whatever mm-hmm. has been instrumental like crazy um martin martin uh, martin martinez has been huge um john is john is man uh, there's not even enough i could say about john on this mm-hmm. or whatever but he has been an amazing friend mentor on so many levels and supported us um and that this whole crew we're talking about, like you know, when we talked about taking that trip or whatever, and everybody coming up with the idea about the NFT, um, you know, Pete, you can talk about a lot of ideas with people. We were we were on a call with George Lopez the next day. We haven't stopped meeting with meeting with them since. Um, I love them, you know. I want to hate them because my I meet with them so much or whatever. All of us do. We're in meetings nonstop. Build and strategize and doing amazing stuff, but their commitment and their devotion and the way the things they have taught us, man like, the, the, the value is can be expressed. So, we we, we love them dearly, man. Just the beyond the idea of just doing the NFT and business, like, what they have exemplified is so huge and so enriching to our life, and something so much that we can exemplify in the youth we're in front of. So, we are like grateful on a crazy level, and Miss Donna Frio. Is one of our champions of the whole Evac AD, NFT bro. movement. Her without her faith and her courageousness, bro, she's a she's a gangster through and through, bro. Like she's just it. Yeah. You know, she's not with us on this call right now because of other circumstances she's dealing with, or whatever. But, bro, we gotta salute the OG or whatever. So she's been huge with this. So I just want to make and, sure I covered and team Vicente, and you know, and
1: Vicente couldn't be with us
4: today. Oh, was, Vicente, yeah, mm-hmm. our brother, yeah, yeah. Vicente's part of our crew, yeah, most definitely. Yeah, he couldn't make it today, but he's still. He- he's been huge as well. And, and our whole, there's so many evac people that have their hands on this also, like you mm-hmm. that have been a part of our stuff for years. Um, mm-hmm. they, you may not see them on the website, but they, they're, they're, we're only here because of the sacrifice, the vulnerability that has come through so many kids and, and who we are today. So, yeah, I'll shut up. With on. that one. Yeah.
2: Uh, Jay, I appreciate, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, and, and saying a big thank you to everybody. Um, I just want to say to the kids out there that are in the situation like Nick was saying, where well, you can't dream because you're in survival mode, you're surviving in life right now and you're not thriving. I got two words for you. We're coming. Like we are on the way. We are getting, we're, we're trying to create a system and a process to where we're ch- taking our life challenges and we're gonna turn them into superpowers. And we're gonna come and use these superpowers not to just be heroes ourselves, but to empower the next generation of heroes. So yep. you can be champions in your community and champions in your family and create that, create the generational wealth, create the opportunities, yep. create the, the training, create the education that, um, that you may or may not have had growing up. We're coming. We're on the way. That's that's my that's my sign off. We are coming. We're working really hard. Um, we're laying the groundwork. We're laying the foundation. We're working really hard. We are on our way to make your dreams, the craziest dreams you have, is legit. Make them come true. We're on the way. Awesome. We're coming. Awesome.
1: John, yeah. you wanna Love share it. any last comments? What he said. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we're coming.
0: Perfect. So pre-Mint is right now, basically you can sign up on a whitelist, correct? Uh, yeah. When is it that this is actually kicking into action then?
1: Uh, probably about a month from now. Okay. Um, we're, we're working on building the community. The pre, pre-Mint is, uh, the pre-list is, pre-sale list is up and running. And, yep. uh, you know, we're working social media and we're working Twitter spaces and Clubhouse at the moment. So we just want people to come in and be part of it. Awesome.
2: we got the first ever dream crazy jits anthem dropping this friday as well on all streaming platforms um i wrote the song and we are here it. it's gonna be you're gonna play it in your car you're gonna be riding around like, hey man you're talking about nfts i'm just ready to go dream crazy it's got that vibe to it and so we're really ready to have that come out as well and, and charge the community up that was
1: and, wild and you, when i saw they got there and sorry, go ahead john you kind of got that that uh you know, the utility in the in the phrase here is really being part of making change. I mean, there's there are utilities, you know, in the roadmap and and there's participation in the community and there's some give backs and all the kind of more normal things. But this is a social justice NFT. So there's an investment and and the possibility of that gain. But really, this is for people who want to see a better world and see things change uh, for kids everywhere who deserve uh, you know deserve a future that they can dream about.
0: Right on. Well, hey, thank you so much you for spending go. this time with me. I really appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I wish you all the best. Very exciting. Very cool. Thank you. Thank you
4: so much. Thank you yeah. for having us. Yeah.
0: Right on. Okay. Take
3: care. Take care. Take take care. care.
0: Thanks again for listening to the non fungible Podcast. See you again soon.